So today's talk is called It's the Same Principle. And this is a tough one for us to wrap our heads around if we've been taught about being good or bad. If you're good, God will reward you. If you're bad, God will punish you. And yet we don't notice that God is in both. It's this, Now God's not going to punish, but nevertheless, I never noticed it sounded like there's God and then there's not God. But we keep talking about there's only God. One power, one presence is the universe and is my life. God the good omnipotence. So, it's the same principle to manifest. To manifest what we want or to manifest what we don't want. It's the same principle. There is only one power to work with. And that's God. And it is God the good. Not God the indifferent, not God the ambivalent, God the good. And so to really, oh, one power, one presence. So I looked up a few things here in our unity definitions of stuff because it seemed wise to do. The metaphysical meaning of principle. Principle, fundamental truth. Divine principle is fundamental truth in a universal sense. Or as pertaining to God, the divine, it is the underlying plan by which spirit or God moves in expressing itself. God imminent in the universe is the great underlying cause of all manifestation. Do we hear that? God imminent in the universe is the great underlying cause of all manifestation, the source from which form proceeds. It doesn't say some manifestation. It says all manifestation. So, all, all, everything I manifest. And, and somehow we want to separate ourselves from the manifestations we don't like. As, oh, those are bad. I don't, I don't want to see those. I want to get away from those. Whether it be it a sickness, be it abuse, be it a whatever, be, be it lack, be it whatever. Uh, for whatever we don't like, we want to separate ourselves from that. Or there's the other group of people who will say, oh, so I don't know what I did to deserve this awfulness. I'm being punished and I don't know why. Or there's another group. I'm being punished and I do know why. Because <laughs> I'm bad. How could this happen to me if I weren't bad? I don't know why I'm bad. But I'm bad. But, the, but if that's the case, most of us, if we think we're bad, we know why. We know what we're doing. And it's like, but we don't want to stop doing it. <laughs> that's one of the issues. So what we do is we take on guilt and we take on shame and we take on other things as compensation for the maintaining of the badness. This way I can still do what I know is so wrong for me to be doing as me, as a, as a being. But at least I'm guilty. <laughs> at least I have guilt for it, shame for it. And so it's even. And yet it isn't. It isn't. But there's so much more to be had. That's what I liked about unity. When I came to unity, I thought there is so much more to life than guilt and shame. There is so much more to God than I ever dreamt there was. I, I didn't know when I walked into a unit church, I had no idea of the vastness of God. Does that make sense? And, and how to use it, how to appropriately use it. I had already read Emmett Fox's book, Sermon on the Mount, so I knew there was power in me by the time I came to unity. I knew there was a power in me to change 
everything. And I paid attention to that. But, but then, and, and, and so when I came in and started studying metaphysics, and I thought, oh, that power is big. It is big. It is the bigness that is. And it's called principle. Divine principle. Unchanging principle. And I can't escape it. Divine law. I can't get around it. No matter how hard I try. And I always like to say, God is this big circle. And we're all in it. And we're trying to escape the circle for certain circumstances that we want to keep kept, have kept secret. Trying to sneak out of circle, the circle moves. I'm still in the doggone circle. We're here. I'm still in that stupid circle. And uh, God is presence. It doesn't mean God is spying on me. <laughs> and I didn't know that. It was like Santa Claus, what have you. It's like, what you doing there? <laughs> You can't, you, you can't get away from me. Now, the love of God is, no, I can't get away from it. And fortunately, at this point in my life, I'm always reminded of the good of it. And so that I don't need to keep trying to escape it. I don't need to keep trying to get away from it. And if I fall short of the ideal, then that's what I'm going to live in. I'm going to live in the shortness of the ideal. It's not a punishment. It's just the way that it is. If I keep thinking there's something or somebody out to get me, then that's how I live. If I keep thinking there's something wrong with me, then that's how I live. If I keep thinking there's something wrong with you, that's how I live. It's not how you live, it's how I live. I live in a world where there's something wrong with people I love. If I keep thinking that. If I keep thinking that I am somehow sick, I live in sickness whether I'm sick or not. If I keep thinking there's not enough good, then I'm poor no matter how much I have. <coughs> if I keep thinking there is bad in the world, then that's the world that I live in. Not everybody lives in that same world, and yet it seems like we're all in the same world, doesn't it? But there's not, not everybody thinks there's bad in the world. It's like... That'll pass. It's leading us to something good. All paths lead to God. And so, there's no point in fighting anymore. There's no point in fighting over churches, politicians. There's no point in fighting over that. There's no point in, you know, get off my lawn. There's no point in uh, fighting anymore because God the good is here. And I am living in God the good. And God the good lives in me because of divine principle. And when I started to accept that, life got easier because my thinking wasn't so skewed. And then I forgot, of course. Uh, for, 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 I go in and out and vacillates. Depends which I want to entertain myself with. <laughs> uh, so now let's talk about, oh yeah, principle is the I am of every being. As the principle of music moves through tones, so does the principle of mind move through ideas. A word is a spoken thought or idea. Therefore, God as creative mind moves through the expressed thought of divine mind, referred to in scripture as the word of God. And so if you 
will say, say the wrong thing. It's not God going, aha, I caught you. <coughs> now you're punished. It's not that at all. It's divine law. I live as I think. And that's why most of us have such fuzzy existences. We have fuzzy thoughts. We're thinking this, and we're thinking this, and you know, we're thinking this, and we're thinking this. It's, uh, I mean, David can tell you that he'll have a thought. Uh, well, the example he loves to use, I think it's in his book, is that years ago, I was leading a 12-hour meditation twice a week. And I began to get a strong vibration in my life center. Not a nice way to put it. Uh, <laughs> but I would get this vibration. I thought, oh, and as David says, I thought my chakras were opening. Whatever it was, I thought it, it was strange, but it only happened when I led that meditation. David began to have a similar sensation within him, and he was sure he was having an aortic Aneurysm. <laughs> now, he did not have an aortic aneurysm, but he lived as if he might be. And that, and that, and that, and then you start to think, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm faulty. There's something. And, and, but the same, but me having the other. I had to make sure I didn't think I was special. Oh, I am a special being of God. No, I'm just meditating all the time, and I'm having reactions to that. My vibration level is shifting and changing. It doesn't make me more special in God or in favor with God. It just means, oh, there's something I like about this. I had, I once, as many of you know, I had a healing of a sprained ankle while meditating. All I did was affirm that Christ in me is awake now. And my, I rippled down my body and my ankle went, eh, and I was back in rollerblades in two days. I, I've had healings. I've seen colds lifted up out of my head during meditations. I, I have witnessed these things. I've, I've had other friends who have witnessed what we would call much more traumatic diagnosis of Ill illnesses, true tumors and what have you, that have disappeared. They've just gone away. Doctors couldn't explain it. And that's why it comes down to ultimately, I don't know. You want answers? I don't know. But I, but I know it's possible. Why? Because it's got a name. And if it's got a name, somebody else has done it. And, and so to pay attention to that, well, if he can have a healing, I can have a healing. She can have a healing, I can have a healing. I don't have to stay this way. I, uh, and so, and some of us will fight. We will fight for our damage. We will insist that it must be seen before I will let it go. Why? Why does my pain and misery have to be seen before I would let it go? Let's just let it go. And that doesn't mean, oh, I'm fine. That doesn't mean pretend let go. You know, a bunch of affirmations. I'm fine. I'm okay. It's not that. If you have to do your spiritual work. Accept your power greater than yourself. I call mine God. I call mine love. I know there's a divine energy within me that heals and you'd think I'd stay in contact with that all the time. Because I pray pretty much unceasingly. Nevertheless, some of my prayers are not as affirmative as I would like as far as my good goes. Because I also pray for misery. Anybody? Think about it. Do you ever pray for misery? Oh, no, I don't do Do you ever gossip? Do you ever criticize? Do you ever complain about the weather? 
You ever go? Oh. <laughs> That's a prayer for misery. And you didn't even know it. And you're not being punished by it, but it weighs down the mind. And it triggers the next thought, and the next thought, and the next thought. And it's, you know, it's one thing to lose your keys frequently. It's another thing to hate yourself for it. It's another thing to think you're faulty for it. I used to think others were faulty because they lost their keys all the time, and I never did. I'm just blessed that I'm that neurotic that I, I have to keep them in the same place because otherwise I will lose them and hate myself. And so I don't want to hate myself, so I, I, I use a little more neuroses around that kind of stuff. But it's, it is the principle of our thoughts. Yeah, I don't know how long it's been since I told the story. Years ago, David and I were going on a trip. We we're going to be on a small plane. And I wanted a particular bag that was carry-on that was smaller. And we didn't live together then. I still lived on 44th Street in New York. And I ran home from work to find that bag. And I got home and my answering machine didn't work. And I said, oh, no, because it's before cell phones. Uh, oh, no, I, I'm going away. My answering machine. And I thought, oh. And suddenly I felt like the world's working against me and I got a half an hour here. And I, I didn't even think about the bag. I ran to the hardware store around the corner to buy a new answering machine. It's a cheap answering machine. I get, and as I got upstairs, I declared at my front door of my apartment, only love lives in here. Only love lives in here. And I went in and I went to unplug the answering machine. I said, just try it. And it worked, the old one. And then I thought, oh, get the bag out. So I got the bag out. I hadn't used it in ages. And in it were like 10 rolls of film from my trip to Greece that I thought were gone. Oh. And so then I thought, ah, the apartment is cooperating because I declared love in it. That's what I saw. I prayed this way. I saw this result. That's what I know. And I didn't get fuzzy with it. I didn't, I didn't try to, oh, it's just a coincidence. No. Why, why let your good be a coincidence? Remember, it's the same principle that can manifest what we like as that manifests what we don't like. Same principle. And if we see someone hurting themselves, we declare love lives in their mind and body. And we don't know when it will pass in them because we can't control each other. But we can stay open. Because, remember, we can do the same prayer for ourselves when we get flummoxed. When, when, when we're just, just, wait a minute, love lives in my mind. Love lives in my body. Love lives in my work and my play and my money. Because love is a reality. It's not a concept. It's a reality. And so I, I, for a while, I've had to stop using the, the word God so much because I kept trying to get something from God. And, and I thought, oh, God, God's not a cash machine. You know, God's not a gift shop. <laughs> so love is. Love just is. And I thought, there's nothing to get from love. There's just the realization that, for, uh, that I have love. I have it, and I have it to experience right here and right now in all its many forms. Because I never would have told you that my childhood was a form of love that would get me here when I was in my childhood. Anybody? You know, so much of that stuff that took place back then. You couldn't have told me that was love. 
Sean, you know, somebody said, Sean, just wait. Just wait. What do you see the good that comes from this? Let her scream a little more and, and just take it and just keep uh, And then go on about your business. No, you need all the experience, including the resistance of love. And that will manifest in greater love. So we have to pay attention to all of it. You know, and, and the unrest, we'll say, in our world. Right now, there's a lot of unrest, not just in our country, but in our world. Things are happening all over the planet because, uh, due to a resistance of love. But it's the same principle that brings about the misery, that brings about the joy. Why? Because there is only one power and one presence. Only one. There's not two. There's not the God of joy and the God of misery. There is God. And so within that, and so to realize, oh, this isn't happening to me. This is an experience that I can use for love, whatever it is. I have a friend of mine years ago that was having difficulty in their relationship, and they said, what do I do? And I said, you're not going to like the answer. <laughs> and I say, pray. And let your prayer be, how can I serve this person? Because I did that in my own relationship years ago. Uh, Dave was struggling. He was home every day during a massive renovation of our house. And struggling with so much, including me, because I was working my brains out here because I was so afraid of doing my job right. Or not doing my job right. And one day I came home and he was, oh, the look on his face and he was asleep. asleep. <laughs> and so I went out in the yard by the river. And I said, God, I'm afraid of the answer. Now, I already knew, I've been told years before in my healing and recovery, that my life was to be one of service. So I went out in the yard and I said, okay, God, I'm afraid of the answer here. <clears throat> but how can I best serve David? Instantly I heard the answer and I knew why I was afraid. The answer was, listen, well, who wants to do that? <laughs> I wanted some pithy thing to say to go upstairs and fix him from his mood that was making me so uncomfortable. But I heard, listen. And over the years, I have seen the difference between when I listen and when I don't. How do I better serve? And so to go from that and say, oh, okay, how can I serve today? And a friend of mine took that, this advice, and things did shift in their relationship. And, and uh, so you're struggling with somebody. You say, how can, okay, God, how can I best serve this person? It will always work out for the good. Um, imagine, think of your worst enemy and think, Okay, I'm afraid of the answer here, but how can I best serve here? And I'm so glad to be here. I needed to hear this one uh, today. Not that I have a worst enemy anymore. I don't know. Do I? What is, what is worst? <laughs> okay, keep moving here. Metaphysical meaning of demonstration. The proving of a truth principle in one's body or affairs. The manifestation of an ideal when its accomplishment has been brought about by one's conformity to thought, word, and act to the creative principle of God. It's a metaphysical law that there are three steps in every demonstration. The recognition of truth as it is in principle, holding an idea and acknowledging fulfillment whatsoever he shall ask for in prayer. Uh, believing ye shall receive. Complete demonstration, God expressed in all fullness. 
the putting on of Christhood, just as Jesus did. You see, Jesus wasn't the Christ itself, but it is considered that he put on his Christhood. And he went on about his business of uh, getting into hours. Uh, a spiritual demonstration followed by the manifestation in the outer of the truth that has been realized within. So the metaphysical meaning of truth. Truth, the absolute, that which accords with God is divine principle. That which is, has been, and ever will be. That which eternally is. The truth of God is reality. The same yesterday and today, yea, and forever. The verities of being are eternal and have always existed. Truth abides in fullness at the very core of man's being as his consciousness or his awareness expands. He touches the everlasting truth. What seems new is but the unveiling of that which has always been. Finally, the metaphysical meaning of reality. That which is abiding, eternal, and unchangeable. The same yesterday, today, and forever. The basic principles of mathematics and music are real because they are not subject to change. Wrong application of their principles may produce discord, but the principles are not disturbed. You know, David can use all sorts of atonal things to do all sorts of things with his songs, but the principle of music still is the principle of music. And so we need to look at that and say, oh, if the principle is the same and I'm not getting the manifestation I desire, I need to change the way I apply the principle. If I am not manifesting, demonstrating the way I think I can, you know, the way that unity tells me I can, then I need to look. Am I applying the principle in alignment with the demonstration I wish to experience. Does this make sense or is it still complicated? And it's complicated. <laughs> and, it's what? and it's complicated. Well, it is. But that's why we have a video. <laughs> if I'm not demonstrating, if I'm not manifesting in the way I think I should be, then I need to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, the principle is the principle. I can't undo the principle, so therefore I need to look at it and say, so therefore am I aligning with the principle to de of demonstrating the very thing I wish to demonstrate or manifest? And, and so to look at, keep looking at that and say, it's possible. That's, this is what I loved about unity. They told me all divine manifestation is possible. It is possible to manifest all good in one's life. In our Wednesday night class, we discussed this. Now, there's a certain way. And we have to look at that and say, well, the certain way is that it cannot take away the good from any other being. I have to be willing that all beings manifest, that they prosper and they thrive, because my thriving cannot diminish another. Now, my getting a job I want doesn't take away somebody else's job. There's jobs for everybody if they want them. But am I, if, I become, if I manifest a bunch of cash, it does not take cash away from others. And if I find the, the maid of my dreams, provided they're not already committed elsewhere, it, uh, it's not taking somebody else's maid away. 
And it's the same with all manifestation. If I drive a car I really like, it's not diminishing somebody else's ability to also manifest a car they like. And if I find peace, and I find joy, and I find harmony within my mind, my thoughts, my vision, my words, my actions, how could that possibly diminish someone else? It doesn't. If someone tries to tell me it does, you say, no, no, no. The thing I'm manifesting now is available to all. By all means, claim it for yourself. Don't try to take my joy to justify your misery. And I'm not going to take your joy to justify my misery. It is the same principle. God, one power, one presence. God lives within us and as us and through us. Find your word for it. If God is not the operative word for you, perhaps love is, perhaps joy is, perhaps wisdom is, perhaps intelligence is, whatever it is, find your word that works for you, that means the same thing, that there could never be an absence of, and is power itself. I'm so glad we had this conversation this morning. Thank you.